0: Hello, and welcome to the NECA Safety Roundup podcast series. In today's challenging world of safety in the electrical, utility, and construction industries, we hope that our information and the conversations we have will help you to provide safety leadership within your organization. We will discuss the many issues involving safety and offer some guidance and solutions to the many challenges that we face. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the NECA Safety Roundup. I'm Wes Wheeler, Executive Director of Safety with NECA joined by Mike Starner, NECA's Executive Director of Outside Line Safety. And today we're going to talk about really, you know, a job safety analysis or a job hazard analysis and we're going to tie that into the job briefing because, you know, those are the required activities that should be going on and I think that, you know, when we understand how do we do a JSA, how do we do a JHA, how do we actually identify the tasks that's going to be performed. You know, and then after we identify the task, we got to look at what are the hazards associated with that task. You know, and, you know, I remember watching a video one time about, you know, doing a video and just changing a tire. You know, think about the hazards, you know, that's involved with changing a tire. Hey, if you put it on the jack, could it slip off the jack? Did you block the car? So, you know, if you start and you want to really practice on doing a JHA, you know, start with something simple. Start with something that, that actually, you know, you can see the results of. And another way that is really good when you start doing a JSA or a JHA is take the time to watch somebody that's performing that task. Because you'll see that over time and over experience, maybe they've developed that best practice, they've developed that way, and they've got ways of mitigating some of the hazards that they're exposed to. So, you know, when we start looking at that, we need to understand you know the mitigation process so that that worker can do it safe so when you've done a jsa and you've done a jha a job safety analysis or job hazard analysis you know then you can share that information with your crew when you're doing a job briefing i know that you know job briefings are required on the inside as well as you know i think on the outside
1: yeah uh- So you start to talk about JSAs, JHAs, AHA's, job briefings. People start to get like, okay, are we talking about the same thing? And you know, I guess some of those things could be fairly interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what the way I like to look at it is, look at it as what's the intent, right? So the very first thing you should do as an organization is think about the work that you do and perform some sort of hazard analysis, whatever you call it. And then you know, like you talked about, identify the steps that are involved with that task. What's the hazards associated with it? What are we going to do to protect ourselves? What kind of training or equipment we need, right? Mm-hmm. And think about that from a safety program perspective first. Mm-hmm. Do we have the program? Do we have the training? Do we have the PPE? And then you start to look at, you know, pre-planning for, for a specific task, specific mm-hmm. job that you might have. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's where the job briefing and the JSA uh, job safety analysis come together, right? So it's, it's layout, what we're about to do today, Here's what we're going to do. And then do some sort of a hazard assessment about what you're finding out there, mm-hmm. the conditions that you have, and then talk about how you're going to protect yourself. And then the job briefing is really a conversation to deliver, yeah. right? To get everybody on board, to make sure everybody has input, to have some discussion and catch those things that maybe you didn't think about. And you're right. And whether you're talking about 70E, when it's talking about the planning requirements, or you're talking about you know subpart V in construction, 1926, the requirements for job briefing, there are requirements for job briefings and planning. Uh, so if you're if you're in the E T and D space, we know that you're required to cover the hazards with the job. Uh, you, you need to talk about the procedures that are related to the work that you're going to do. Any kind of special precautions that are related. You know, where's your energy source controls, and then PPE. Those are minimum, right? Yeah. Those are basic compliance issues. There's so much more that you need to cover in a job briefing. What's the roles and responsibilities? You know, how's everybody feeling today? Are you fit for, for the tasks for today? Uh, you know, what are you going to do when something goes wrong? What's your plan B? How are you going to stop a job? Stopping when unsure uh-huh. is, is a big thing, and stop work authority is something that gets discussed a lot. But if you don't have a program behind that, uh-huh. clear discussion and, and, and alignment between everybody on the crew, what that looks like when a job has to be stopped. People aren't going to be, know what to do when it comes time. Well,
0: you, well, you know that stop work authority is so critical because, you know, when we start talking about, you know, other things like OSHA, competent person, everything else, who is who is the person? Who has the authority to stop work? And really the only way that it works for an organization is that everybody has the ability to stop work when they see something that's unsafe, when they see something that, that, you know, maybe going down a path that, you know, could be problematic. They need to be able to stop work, identify that, Have a huddle, have a discussion and say, hey, look, this is, you know, this is something that I see. This is something that that could be a problem. We need to make sure that we put in place the control measures that's going to prevent anything. And I think that's where, you know, when we start talking about 70E from a job briefing standpoint, making sure that, you know, number one, qualified person having a person that is qualified to perform that electrical task having somebody that's trained and and we know that linemen in the utility industry they're trained specifically on the type of work that they do and that's the reason why you know as an inside electrician i'm not going to go out there and jump on the pole and do any, any line work because that's not my expertise that's not my experience i i'm not qualified to do that mike
1: Right. Well, and you know what? Sometimes we we conduct our job briefings like it's only relevant for the qualified people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and sometimes we leave off folks like our flagging operations, or you know the customer. We're working alongside a customer who's who maybe has an equipment operator who's delivering some material or equipment for us. Or, or the storefront that you're working at and you, and you want to have a conversation with the people inside the business, say, here's what we're about to do, here's how we're trying to minimize exposure to your company. There's, there's a lot of things that you can do uh, to have a discussion about the work plan that's outside of just your work group making sure you include everybody who could be involved or affected by the work that you got going on.
0: And really that's so important too, because when you start talking about 70E and you start talking about work within a facility, work within a hospital or work within a data center and data center and trying to make sure that, you know, you communicated with the owner's personnel, you know, the, the personnel that's on site, what work is being done and what precautions, you know, how did we establish an electrically safe work condition? and what are the procedures that we're going to implement you know, through this job briefing that, you know, this is how we're going to de-energize, this is how we're going to test for the absence of voltage, this is how we're going to establish electrically safe work condition by following all of the rules and procedures that we have in the company and the program and the lockout tagout program that's accepted by everybody and then this is also how we're going to re-establish power, we're going to actually re-energize this through a dedicated process, and we're going to discuss that in the job briefing so that everybody knows from the beginning to the end, you know, what are the steps involved?
1: Yeah, it's about communication and awareness. And so when you're planning your work, make sure you're thinking about it from the, the, uh, the initial phase of this is what we expect to go out and do. And then in that process, you can anticipate the kind of hazards, the risks, the things that could get you in trouble before you even get out there. And then you can start to say, okay, well, if we are going to encounter that, here's our plan B. Here's how we're going to cover that. That The be, the best part about that is the crew, the day of, mm-hmm. is not having to make those decisions. Their preparation is already to make.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. So, you know, again, one of the things that we were just trying to, to go ahead and educate through these podcasts that we're doing here is really start the discussion. We want, we want the workers out in the field and we want you as safety professionals and the people that are listening to us talk here today to take this message out to the workforce, take this message out to the industry, because that's how we institute change. That's how we actually have a positive involvement in keeping people safe. And when we say safety, again, is not a secret. We want everybody to go home at the end of the day. And that is our workers, you know, the owner personnel, the public. We don't want anybody getting involved, and that's how we really cover all the bases.
1: That's correct. Well, this has been a g- great conversation. Nika has tons of resources and support for our contractors. If you have additional questions about job planning,
0: and making sure that you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to that point, there is a actually an ECA guide to job briefings that covers some of the requirements for, you know, NFPA seventy E as well as some of the job briefings required by, you know, 1910 through 69 and, and 1926 part V. So we're in good shape. So contact Mike, contact myself, but um, you know, most importantly, follow the best practices and procedures of your safety management system within your organization and be safe. That's right, Wes. Well, I thank everybody for joining us. Please
1: come again for the next NECA Safety Roundup.